America's morality always has been and remains the unseen bedrock of its unrivaled, enduring success. But that success always has had and will have its villainous enemies who are intent on obliterating it. Unfortunately, the irrefutable fact is that the covert systematic secularization and socialization of America has been transpiring in earnest right under our proverbial noses since the latter part of the 19th century. Welcome to The Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that he is revealing in this hour concerning the church Jesus is building is our goal. Affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. But none of this has occurred without dire warnings being issued, even by our government leaders. The following is a speech by A.S. Herlong, Jr., a Florida congressman, given on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives more than 50 years ago. The complete speech delineates 45 goals of the Communists' agenda. Sadly, as you will see, nearly all of the delineated goals in the congressman's speech could be tagged fate accompli, or accomplished in fact. Now, from time to time, I will be making some remarks regarding some of these points taken from the official congressional record. Communist Goals, 1963, Congressional Record, Appendix Pages A-34 through A-35, January 10, 1963. Current Communist Goals, Extension of Remarks of the Honorable A.S. Herlog, Jr. of Florida in the House of Representatives, Thursday, January 10, 1963. Mr. Herlog. Mr. Speaker. Mrs. Patricia Nordman of DeLand, Florida, is an ardent and articulate opponent of communism and until recently published the DeLand Courier, which she dedicated to the purpose of alerting the public to the dangers of communism in America. At Mrs. Nordman's request, I include in the record under unanimous consent, the following current communist goals, which she identifies 
as an excerpt from The Naked Communist by Cleon Skusen. 16. Use technical decisions of the courts to weaken basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. Comment. Too many incidents of this occurring to enumerate, but perhaps the most seminal was Roe v. Wade that occurred exactly ten years later, and then there are the many rulings legalizing homosexuality slash gay unions and other sexual deviancy. 17. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in textbooks. 18. Gain control of all student newspapers. Comment. I.e., of all high schools and colleges. 19. Use student riots to foment public protests against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. Comment. Antifa and BLM are among the organizations fulfilling this tenet today. 20. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy-making positions. 21. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Comment. The media is permeated with Marxism indoctrinates. 22. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American communist cell was told to, quote, eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings, substitute shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms, end quote. 23. Control art critics and directors of art museums. Quote, Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. End quote. 24. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. 25. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. 26. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as, quote, normal, natural, healthy, end quote. 27. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. 28. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of, quote, separation of church and state, end quote. 29. 
discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. 30. Discredit the American Founding Fathers. Present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. Now that ends this portion of the excerpts from the Congressional Record. But before I move on to the rest of the quotes from the Congressional Record in 1963, I want to comment here on the above stated goals that relate to the nation's public education system. Abraham Lincoln once said, quote, The philosophy in the classroom of one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. End quote. Most Americans have been totally oblivious to the fact that for more than a century going back into the mid-1800s, a sophisticated and highly systematized all-out and very successful battle has been transpiring for the hearts and minds of America's children. Though it is guerrilla warfare that has been engaged, the battle has been conducted right under Americans' collective noses, with not only their moral support, but their colossal financial support from both massive private contributions and government funding. Moreover, the battlefield on which this extended and expensive war has been waged is the American public education system. It's consisted of one of the hugest and longest-lasting scams and acts of national theft that has ever been perpetrated against any nation. The perpetrators have, until recently, with little resistance, swindled the American people out of untold myriads of millions of dollars of their own hard-earned money to capture the minds of multiple generations of innocent and unwitting children and delude them into utterly turning against their country, their parents, their ancestors and forefathers and the core beliefs and ideology that made this nation the greatest in human history long before they were even a glint in their parents' eyes. The unfortunate and unthinkable consequence of that insidious ideological and philosophical conflict is the topsy-turvy world we now live in, in which everything we have ever known to be right and good is now considered wrong and evil, exactly as the Bible predicted. The Communist Manifesto prescribes that in order to thoroughly socialize a nation to communism, the Marxist state must take control of the nation's children from birth, and through Marxism's steeped quote-unquote education, based on sophisticated thought control, 
convert every child to become an indoctrinated automaton of the state, that when you push its talk button, it automatically dispenses the humanistic, godless, mindless, and diabolical diatribe contrary to all that is right and good with which its mental hard drive has been programmed. The Marxist mindset considers every child born the chattel of the state who must be socialized via state-controlled education in order to indoctrinate the child in the atheistic, amoral, communistic philosophy in which God is non-existent and replaced in the hearts and minds of the citizenry by the God of self, and all God-worshipping religion, what Marx famously called the opium of the people, is supplanted by the polar opposite religion of self and the worship of self, i.e. humanism, the religion of narcissism. All that accomplished the collective world view of the entire nation only a few generations hence then comports perfectly with the doctrines of communism in which God is debunked and de-deified in the minds of the people and man is deified. The government is then the de facto God of the nation and the people look to it to provide all sustenance of life. Of all the standout contributors to the present system of modern education, there is one man who towers above them all. John Dewey, 1859-1952, is revered by many in the education field as the father of modern education and its greatest reform. Certainly no one has had more influence on modern pedagogy than John Dewey, but his ideas and ideologies were infused into other adjunctive fields in which he was also considered an expert, including philosophy, psychology, pragmatism, and social reform. Quote, Dewey was an important early developer of the philosophy of pragmatism and one of the founders of functional psychology. He was a major representative of progressive education and liberalism. And that quote is taken from the Wikipedia article on John Dewey. All of that may sound meritorious and noble, until you add to his pedigree that Dewey was an avowed humanist, atheist, and Marxist. His influences on the above-cited fields were all informed and permeated by those three anti-God factors. Dewey's humanistic ideology and Marxism-centric philosophies of human life 
contributed more to the indoctrination of professional pedagogues and thus the foundations of the modern education system, both nationally and internationally, toward communism and the one-world view of Marxism than any other single source. The substructure of the extant educational philosophy consists largely of the humanistic and socialistic concepts introduced and promulgated by Dewey and his adherents. Thus, the education system professionals, i.e. teachers, professors, and administrators, whether they realize it or not, comprise one of the most impactful elements of the socialization of America machine. They are the people who wittingly or unwittingly have accepted the assignment to assist in the long-term mission of the secularization and socialization of America by instructing and indoctrinating our children with the ideologies, rationale, and philosophies of communism. In identifying only a few of the pillars of the new education philosophy that have evolved out of the contributions of Dewey and others, I begin with the systematic revision of American history to demonize and discredit the image and philosophies of the great men who we consider the founding fathers of this great nation. Great nations become great only by the contributions of a great citizenry, and America has received the magnanimous beneficence of many of those through its rich history. So, to socialize a nation, you must malign and repudiate those founders and contributors. Moreover, you must discredit and debunk all the great elements of American society and life that have made it great, as well as devalue the very concept of exceptionalism that marks all that is American, and thus has resulted in it being the most despised nation of the world today. Anti-American and anti-capitalism dogmas are mainstays of the curriculum that is aimed at undermining the core values and strengths of the nation. Capitalism, of course, is the very antithesis and arch-enemy of communism, and proponents of communism work and war intensely to do all they can to sabotage the one element beyond its Christian Judeo-morality and ethic that has made the nation extraordinarily exceptional, its system of free capitalism. Another tenet of a free society that must be opposed and eliminated in the education system is individualism. Individualism must be not just discouraged, but disallowed, because 
the basis of communism is collectivism. Individuals must not be allowed to think for themselves, but rather independent thought must be replaced with groupthink and collective homogenized reasoning that accommodates and is geared toward all that is considered good for the masses, even if individuals are maltreated in the application of this universalized one-world mindset. Personal thinking is intolerable and not tolerated. Though communal toleration of all that fits into the communistic bailiwick is not only encouraged, but required and punished if violated. All this, and of course much more than what can be addressed here, are characteristics of the curriculum that has now been insidiously instituted in our public schools, with the dastardly result that the public education system in America has become the laboratory for the creation of human automatons of the Marxist nanny state America has now become. Then what now, you ask? The preeminent answer is a personal issue. If you have never done so, renounce the agenda and lordship of the God of this world, 1 Corinthians 4.4, and surrender your heart and life to Jesus, the source and master of life, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In the end, all the kingdoms and systems of this world will be destroyed, and the only kingdom that will be left standing is the kingdom of God and the authority of Christ, Revelation 11.5 and 12.10. For God will eventually thoroughly shake everything else, everything that can be shaken, so that in the end, all other domains and dominions will be vanquished and annihilated. So don't build your life on the sinking sands of the other kingdoms of this world, for they are incapable of supporting and elevating you to the ultimate destination to which you aspire. Only Christ can provide eternal life and bliss in eternal fellowship with the Creator of the universe. To those who have already made Jesus your Savior and Lord, both individuals and the collective church, I hear the Lord saying, quote, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. End quote. Ephesians 5, 14. Indeed, there could be no better ending to this exhortation of the righteous redeemed than the context of that verse. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, 
but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Ephesians 5, 7 through 17. Pray, believers, pray. It's all that is left. America already has been surreptitiously invaded by angelic agents of the devil, fallen angels demons, principalities and powers of darkness, deceitful and deceiving spirits, preaching their doctrines of demons, 1 Timothy 4.1. And they have already commandeered every segment of American society. They have covertly interloped into America's homes and families with their doctrines of demons, vain philosophies, debauchery, humanism, and hedonism via the public education system, the arts and entertainment fields, and even the business arena, and captured the hearts and minds of your children, turning them against all that is right and good, you and our nation. Is it really all that bad in America right now, you ask? Well, put it this way. The results of a Gallup survey conducted November 18th through the 19th, 2012, and that's after the election, asking responders if they felt positive or negative to the term socialism 53% of registered Democrats and Democratic leaners responded positive, and 23% of registered Republicans and Republican leaners responded positive. The net result means that within a sampling rate accuracy margin of plus or minus 4%, an accumulative of 76% of responders regard socialism positively. If that survey is even remotely accurate, 
and representative of American viewpoints at this juncture in time, the Democratic-Republican form of government that has served this nation so well is no longer revered as a viable and effective form of government juxtaposed to socialism by three-quarters of the American people. That, by any account, is indeed pretty bad. Wake up before it's too late. Take your children out of the public school system. Put them in a private school, a Christian private school if possible, that offers a God-based Judeo-Christian ethic-based curriculum or homeschool them or find a local homeschooling consortium to enroll them in, or start one yourself. Don't let the devil win and steal your children. Their eternal destiny is at stake. Take your children and your family back and place them under the lordship of Christ, snatching them out of the strong grip of the God of this world, 1 Corinthians 4.4, who is Satan himself. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then, this is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God all things are possible and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.